Hey everyone, as with all the Cave Comedy Radio shows, we're trying to get some sponsors for Sex and Other Human Activities, so if you want to help us out, go to surveymonkey.com slash s slash human activities. Take a short survey. It'd really help us out. That's surveymonkey.com slash s slash human activities. Take a quick survey, and we thank you. The advice given on Sex and Other Human Activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. I think you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything's... It's all new. I'm in a kerfuffle, Jackie. What do you mean a kerfuffle, Marcus? <laughs> I mean, it's sex and other human activities. Uh-oh. Here we are. <laughs> I like oh, kerfuffle, though. I love kerfuffle. I mean, I don't like a kerfuffle. I hate a kerfuffle. No one likes a kerfuffle, but... <laughs> I don't like kerfuffles. I don't like getting jammed up. No. I don't like hullabaloos. Man, we've been talking about that, you know? Having a jiggity jam. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather deal with reality. Yeah, no more jiggity jams. We're trying to deal with reality. Uh, it's got. It's about the time of year when reality really rears its ugly fucking head. Oh, yeah, man. Is it spring? Is it not spring? Is it the year that we're in? Is it 2015? Because it's April already. And you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm not buying it. Yeah, man. I won't have it. <laughs> I'm not buying it that it's 2015. It's crazy, man. I'm just not feeling it. And by the way, I hate spring. Yeah, because it's too temperamental. I'm always cold. Ooh, yeah. And especially because you always go out, you don't have enough layers on. I know. Because you want, you think for the best. You fucking hope for the best. And you know what? It doesn't deliver. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. But you know what? There are times when it delivers. Every there once are. in a while, you get that ray of fucking sunshine, and then it just gets ripped right away from you. Which is what happened today. However, it's funny, though, how much I feel like, I don't know if it's just mental illness or just people in general, where it's like yesterday was a beautiful, nice day, one of the first really sincerely nice days we've had here. And I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> don't you tell me to go outside. I'm going to stay inside, you fucking sunlight. That's how I felt yesterday. I was mad. At it. I enjoyed it. Yesterday, I definitely good. enjoyed it. And the night was great. Everybody was out on the streets having a good time, feeling happy. Even the homeless people in the castle across the street from me were feeling good. They were smiling? <laughs> well. I mean, <laughs> as much as one can when they you live in a castle for homeless people. They weren't outside hugging the fire hydrant screaming. That's good. Yeah. That's July. <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I actually, I, I saw something today. Uh, it's not necessarily what we uh, thought we were going to talk about or what we said we were going to talk about, but maybe it runs into it. Uh, but I saw this article today. You remember, a co I don't know if it made national news, but a couple of weeks ago, a building in the East Village exploded. Yes. It exploded. A couple people died. Very scary. Uh, very sad uh, here in the city, especially when something so random happens. Uh, it really does. It, do, it it shakes you up a little bit. It just exploded. Just it's exploded. Crazy. Yeah, because some asshole did an illegal adjustment to the gas line. Right. Uh, so that type of stuff. Really, I mean, it shakes you up. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. More what I'm talking about uh, or what I want to talk about is there are a couple of girls that live a couple of doors down. They were subletting a space. There were these two 
horrible girls, the type of girls that are ruining New York City. They're like in their mid-20s, uh, obviously not doing really anything with their lives. and But they, they have money from somewhere else because they live in the village. Yeah, they have a lot of money. Obviously a lot of money from somewhere else. Uh, and they are suing the city for $20 million and moving to Georgia because it's warmer down there and people are nicer. And that was actually that right there was the sentence that just fucking got under my skin. Because the one thing that really gets under my skin is when people say that New Yorkers aren't friendly. If someone, I and it just kind of got immediately in my brain, it's like, kind of realized like anytime someone says New Yorkers aren't friendly, I kind of automatically assume that they're a bit of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like New York is a city that get, it gives you what you put out. If you put out bad vibes, if you act like a fucking asshole or a bitch, then New York is going to treat you the exact same way. And I think that really can apply to a lot of things in life. It can apply to pretty much wherever you live. I mean, in the South, the South has that, you know, you know that fucking, the fake nice. Well, that's uh, honestly. The bless your heart nice. Exactly. I mean, that is something that, that was a rude awakening for our family when we moved from New York to the South where um, my mom openly said, she's like, I feel like I don't know who I can trust. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone has the face on. And I'm not saying that's true for every single person in the South. However, when you're in, especially a certain class, it, it that is what it is. It's the face that you put on. It, it is who you are on the outside of things that matters the most. So she felt like she couldn't trust anyone as opposed to here where... If your friend, like for one of, because she grew up here, mm. so it's like if one of her friends was pissed off about something, she'd be like, "Hey, I'm pissed off about this," and like wear her heart on her sleeve, and that's how my mother is. Yeah, which is why it was hard for her also to make friends down there because when you come into a society that is all about putting on a face and you don't put on the face, people don't know how to handle it. No, they don't like it. They don't like it at all. Uh, and that's the other funny thing is like you say your mom grew up here like saying the I'm pissed off at you thing. Uh, you see that on the streets, uh, especially in Brooklyn. You really see it where you'll see two people fucking like yelling at each other and like screaming at each other and then at the end of it because you know we're smokers so when you're outside you really you get to see a lot of human interaction uh, in the city and you'll see two people like screaming and yelling at each other and then at the end of it they'll go like alright motherfucker I'll see you later and yeah. like and they'll hug each other and it's like okay it's resolved they're there, done right there's just different intonations in every different part of the world. Mm -hmm. It's just all in how you, it, I think people come across, especially specifically from New York and New Jersey, that they come across as if they're upset, but it's just the intonation in which they're speaking. Mm -hmm. And and exactly that, like, what, what, I just, quick question. Why are, what is the reasoning, the actual lawsuit for these girls? Uh, emotional and physical distress. But they lived a few doors down. Yeah. And uh, they said their apartment burned down, uh, but there was minimal smoke damage, and the uh, residents were let back into their apartment the next day. And Meanwhile, the people that were in the actual building that have exploded and, and may have lost family members, I haven't seen any lawsuits coming out about that. No, not a single one. 
These girls are, yeah, they're they're awful. They're terrible, terrible people. Get out of here. You know what? <laughs> the South doesn't even fucking deserve you. Nobody fucking deserves you. Just get out of here. <laughs> Go away. No one wants it. It's just like, it's that ploy, which it just, it, it disgusts me about human nature that it is that, what can I get out of this situation? Yeah. And I feel like we might be, we're moving out of that because I feel like, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, everybody was sue happy. Mm. And that was a huge thing for a long time. It was like, I'm going to sue you now because it was, everything was about what can I get out of this? Yeah. And it's just, that's such, so disgusting. It's such a horrible part of humanity to use other people's despair and f- try and figure out how you can benefit from it. That it's, I mean, the trials aren't going to go anywhere. No. They're not going to fucking get any money. Thank fucking God. But get out of here then. Because we don't need people like that here. You know what's hard fucking enough here? We don't need people that are just like, yeah, Georgia people are nicer. Sure. <laughs> fucking go to Georgia then. Yeah. If someone says, yeah, it's like, oh, they're nicer down there. No, it's very superficial. Mm-hmm. It's like you just want to believe that they're nicer. Uh, and you don't want to invest anything in anything at all. You don't want to invest your emotions. You don't want to invest your personality because you don't fucking have a personality. You have nothing to invest but that's the problem, too. It's like if they were good people, you're right. Pretty much anywhere you go, you can find nice people. If you're a good person, people will generally be nice back to you. Yeah. And sometimes they won't. That person an asshole. You keep going in your day. It doesn't make you affect. It, does, it shouldn't affect how you treat other people in no. the long run. But people like that are forever going to be surrounded by assholes because it's the same thing when we talk about narcissism. When you think everyone's the asshole and you're never the asshole, you're definitely the asshole. <laughs> Without a doubt, you're a the asshole. A thousand percent. Yeah. Because people only treat you like that because you're giving off that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see it like a, again and again with people. Like, yeah, it's like that thing that I've said before. If it smells like shit everywhere you go, check your own fucking shoe. Yeah, man. And it's just... I mean, we try to push positivity, which is hard right now because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit of a slump. Yeah. I'm personally having a bit of a slump. But at the end of the day, no matter what I'm going through, I smile at people. You know, I treat people with with respect. In fact, I think I creeped somebody out on the bus today <laughs> because a woman, an older woman, was holding a dog in a dog carrier and she was trying to get off the bus and she was taking a long time and obviously she just needed help with someone to hold the dog while she was getting off the bus. And a woman that was about to get on the bus took the dog from her and helped her get off the bus. And she came on the bus and I smiled at her because I was thanking her for her for her help. <laughs> In humanity, and she looked at me like I was a fucking creep. But <laughs> but that's a that, that, that's a good thing because that means that she didn't sit down thinking I am such a good person. Like, I am such a good person, and like you smiling at her wasn't her like thank you. I deserve adulation right. for that. For her, it was just like all right, yeah, just whatever. Like I'm that's a human just being, what, that's I'm what a human you do. This is what you do. Like I don't deserve any adulation. I don't deserve any fucking thank you for that. Like I, that's just what you do. Like you help someone. Someone's on the way. But also, it's like she helped her on the bus because she needs to get on the fucking she bus needs, too. She needs to get her. <laughs> she needs to be off the bus so she can get on the bus. But that's fine as long as it's like it's. But it was in a positive way because she yeah. also could have been like, "Hey, fucking hurry up." Yeah. 
There's also that. You could also fucking say that. Yeah. I know it's like when we're sitting here talking, like I just noticed my arms are being crossed. Yeah. Just like, because we're angry. <laughs> we are angry today. We're angry I- today. I'll, ab- I'll admit that. I'm we sorry. are. Uh, no, no. I-, I think it's fine for us to be angry every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's that time of year. Uh, it- it's, there's, there's a lot to be angry about. Just life. Just you life. You know what, man? Yeah. Sometimes life just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> everyone's, yeah, every once in a while, every time, every once in a while, life sucks. You know, every once in a while, everybody feels kind of defeated every yes. once in a while. Everyone has that feeling of defeat that just sort of creeps in. And, you know, there's sometimes there's not a whole lot you can do to keep it from creeping in. Uh, it'll creep in on its own. Uh, but the question is, how do you get it out again? And that is what I am dealing with because that's the only way I can really describe how I've been feeling lately. I feel a little defeated. Yeah. And I think that really the only way to deal with it is to try and fucking be positive. Yeah. You know, try to see, like today, when I saw that happen on the bus, that made me feel good. And accept those little moments in the day and remind yourself that, like, yeah, sometimes things suck. Sometimes things really fucking suck. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's like I'm over. I'm also, as everybody knows, a little over emotional. Nah. I wear, I definitely, <laughs> I got my emotions out there. So when I feel even just the slightest bit of defeat, I magnify it. Yeah. Which is, you know, an issue for you. I know as well, Marcus, where it's like you obsess over it. And then it, it becomes bigger and bigger, even though there's no reason for it to be bigger. Mm-hmm. But it just magnifies inside your own brain. And I think a great way of dealing with it is talking about it and recognizing the things that are good in your day to day. And I'm not talking life goals. I'm not talking career goals. I'm not talking about fucking five years from now. I'm just talking about the little things that get you through the day to stop. And appreciate it. Yeah. And things in your real life. Yes. Not things on the internet. No. Not not like that whole like bullshit, like faith in humanity restored. No, fuck it. I'm saying don't no. go on the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm when right now it's like, I don't want to look at Facebook. I don't want to see what anybody else is doing. I don't want to know about anybody else. I need to deal with me. Yeah. In the actual fucking meat world. Right. In the actual what is in your fucking life. What is around you that you can take even the smallest pleasure in. Just the tiniest fucking pleasure. One thing that helps me get through those moments of defeat and helps me get through the despair. uh, It's... Uh, advice my, my dad gave me, and I know it sounds very uh, it sounds very simplistic uh, and possibly over simple. Like it might be oversimplifying the whole entire situation. But what my dad told me is that when shit is looking bad and when things aren't going your way, that's when it's time to put your fucking head down and put in the work. Like just put your head down and put in the work. Don't worry about where it's fucking going. Don't worry about how, like, don't worry about how many people are going to see it. Don't worry about uh, any sort of outside influence. Just fucking put your head down and put in the work. And that's the entire fucking philosophy I've put in with uh, putting, like, building up Cave Comedy Radio to the point that it is now, which, by the way, it's nowhere near where I want it to be. But I just fucking put my head down and I put in the work. 
And when it does finally pay off, when there is, but but that's the thing is that it's not, it still hasn't paid off yet to the point that I want it to, but it pays off in those little ways. And it's still taking those little tiny victories where you put in the work and you get that one little spike where you see that one little thing that goes well, that one little thing where you can say, hey, I'm fucking proud of that. That's really fucking great. That makes it worth it. Because then you know I'm not working for nothing. I'm not fucking working just to be, you know, doing something. I'm working towards something. Right. But you got to pay attention to those little things along the way that are good. Those little things that make it worth doing what you're doing. Because if all you're doing is working to, and all you're doing is like looking at the big things, like, oh my God, the big thing hasn't happened yet. Why isn't it happening? It's like, no, you fucking do it with those little things. And those little things fucking add up, man. They add up. And then one day when that big thing comes, you'll know it is because you put in the work and you put in the, and you had the patience to still do it. You had the patience. The number one thing you fucking gotta have is patience, especially in moments of defeat or when you feel like you're defeated. When, in fact, I don't think you are defeated. I know you're just feeling that right now. You're not defeated. If you were, I don't know, defeat is, I don't know, if you lost a leg. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you should feel defeated if you lost a leg. There's a lot of options now. Yeah, there's a ton of options. But, like, yeah, say if there was, like, a debilitating illness or something like that, like, maybe, yeah, Uh, or... Something that was completely and totally something that you couldn't recover from. There's nothing going on in your life right now that can't turn around. But also exactly what, and what you said, it's like, and I don't feel that it's too simple because that can apply to anything in your life, not yes. just your career. That's oh, relationships. Yeah, that's, that's personal issues because that's a positive way to deal with it. Because unfortunately, uh, I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this. When you feel even just if, if you're not defeated and you feel that inch of defeat I immediately want to shut off Yeah, I want to go away I don't want to see anybody I don't want to talk to anybody but what we have to do is put your head down and work through it Yeah, even if what you're working on isn't going to get you to the place that you need to get to work on something but you don't know that it's not going to get you, you don't to know. the place that you're going to get but to but exactly yeah. it's like I sit down it's like I started working on a new project and it's like I don't know I'm fucking unhappy with it, but that's kind of just where I am right now. And I'm like, I just need to keep doing it. Yeah, and there are things that I've done in the past that I thought, it's like, God damn, that was such a waste of time. I can't believe that I spent so much time doing that fucking thing. And then years later, those... Uh, those opportunity, like those things that I did, they paid off. Like there's one, at least one little skill that I got from doing that thing that I did that is paying off today that I was able to use uh, to actually move me forward. Things that I thought were huge waste of time actually really helped me out later on. You can learn something from everything. And I think putting in the work, putting your head down, putting in the work and uh, seeing that tiny little spike and stuff, that also uh, relates to mental health. It also relates to uh, working on your own, say, like, depression. It's like, say you're extremely fucking depressed, but you're putting down your head and putting in the work to try to get better. That little, when you feel that little glimmer of hope, that little moment of happiness, that one little thing that makes a little spike, remember that. Remember that little moment. Don't think of it like, okay, you know, oh, I felt happy for just a second, and I'm not happy anymore. It's like, okay, well, I'm never going to feel that again. It's like, no, look at it like I felt that and 
I can feel that way again. Like that is the most positive way to look at it. That is it's like I felt that way and that can come again. That proves that I can feel that way because the way to put yourself right back down in a depression is to think that that those moments of happiness are behind you forever and that you're going to be stuck in the hole forever and you can put yourself in that hole and you can fucking stay in that hole if you want to because there is a an allure to staying depressed there is a romanticism to being uh depressed you can romanticize your mental health you can romanticize uh your depression um but it's not a good idea it's bullshit it's a dead end because there are so many people you look back there are so many you know famous people uh that you can look and say like okay like that person had depression since i have depression i can be like them since i have depression then maybe if i stay depressed maybe if i stay at this level then i can do what that person did i can be that person like no you got to be your own fucking person. You got to be your own person that does things your own way. It's like you are not Charles Bukowski. You never will be Charles Bukowski. You are you. Don't yeah, like that's not there's no fucking use in trying to emulate somebody else. No fucking use in trying to be somebody else. Uh and you know of course I'll you know take a fucking you know quote from somebody to uh to say this i can't remember who the fuck said it uh but maybe it was oscar wilde i think they attribute anything that's clever to that fucking guy uh but what is it be yourself everyone else is already taken i think i saw that on a billboard like maybe at a subway stop in bed i don't know <laughs> but i like it I like it a lot, you know, like don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to emulate everyone else, anyone else. Do what works for you because the vast, vast, vast majority of people, when you're in depression, you're probably not going to get a hell of a whole lot of shit done. And you're not and that belief, that romantic belief that maybe I'll do something, maybe I'll get out of this. Um, chances are that's not going to work for you. And I know some people out there are saying, well, I'm the special one. I'm the 1%. I'm the one that's going to get through it. No. No, dude. Get help. Get your shit together. Put in the work, and you're going to feel a fuck of a lot better for it. And you're going to live a better life for it. Also, then you can use that time when you really felt that way and use it and put it into what you're working on after you've gotten better, after you've worked on yourself, because then you'll be an even better version of yourself, and you're only going to create a better product in the end. Yeah. Man, I know we kind of pinballed around it on that one. It was a pinball. <laughs> it was a pinball. Let's call it stream of consciousness. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for us to do a stream of consciousness every once in a while. I love it, man. Fucking, it's great. I'm feeling like goddamn pumped right now. Yeah, man, and I know that like all this cheers watching really uh, romanticizes <laughs> being an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, man, yeah, I want to go where everybody knows my name. You know, that's yeah. here at the creek. Yeah, Have a drink. <laughs> Jackie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go where everyone knows my name and I can be stagnant and depressed and never work on my own life ever and just uh, do quippy one-liners and then go cry in the bathroom for a little while. But when I come back out, who boy will I have something to say about Star Wars? Man, Norma's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cliff. 
I I'm mean, a, the, together, the two myself. of them, yeah. I, it's just, the, it's it's the, unbelievable. The two of them, yeah. I, I kind of look at Cliff, uh, I, I love Cliff because he just says the most dumb things with such confidence. It's great. Yeah, I love it. He's smart, Marcus. <laughs> it's not dumb. All right, well, let's, uh, let's get to a letter for today. Sure. All right. Okay, what are we going to call this guy? Um, Snapdragon. Uh, I think you already used that. Fuck me. <laughs> Ooh, soothsayer Jim. <laughs> I mean, I love Snapdragon. I think that's why I've said it before. I love the word Snapdragon. Snapdragon's just fun to say. Yeah. I like poppy. Ooh, how about poppycock? Poppycock. Yeah, poppycock. I like that. All right. Hello, Marcus and Jackie. It goes without saying that I admire you guys and you've helped me out through so much. I'm sure you hear that constantly, but I'm alone a lot, and it means a lot to hear such familiar things and the amazing friendship between the two of you. Love you, Jackie. I love you, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 22 years old, and I feel like through most of my life, I fake things, like faking I'm not gay or bipolar or have PTSD and a list of other things. There is a cliche saying to be yourself, but I find that really hard to do by just faking it because I've been like this my whole life and faking it my whole life. I have no idea who I am. I was just wondering what your opinions, experience, or advice was on this. I apologize if it isn't well-written or articulate. I have a job interview in an hour, and my boyfriend of three years might be breaking up with me, therefore me having to move out. I honestly thought maybe emailing you guys would calm me down a little, and it did. Thank you for your time. With love, poppycock. Yeah, man, I feel you a thousand percent. Me um, too. It's, I think that a lot of people do this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot more than a lot of people want to admit or people that, that, that they even really realize. Um, <clears throat> recently, I had a very intense conversation with a family member where I kind of opened up and kind of realized a lot about how much I fake who I am to the closest members of my family. Yeah. And to people that haven't known me in a long time and things like that. And I know that a lot of people do that, but mine is pretty intense. There is a lot of things, like I would go ahead and say that I am fairly close with my parents. And yet in this conversation, I realized they actually don't know anything about me because my entire life I've spent talking about other people and talking about other things and that the closeness where it's like I'll have a conversation with my mother for two hours, but she never realizes that I don't talk about myself. Yeah. And that it, it, and it was a huge revelation for me because I was talking with someone that knows the family very well that and I'd never actually said it out loud before. I mean, I've talked about it on the cast before with like the shit I got in in school, being a bully and and and, and my reformation and my drug issues and all of the things that have happened in my life. My family knows nothing about oh. at all because I covered it up my entire life. They didn't know about the seed addiction in college. They didn't know about all the fucking guys that I slept with and women that I slept with and all the terrible things that I did through most of my life. They know nothing of it because I lied. I didn't lie. You know what? I didn't lie. I just faked who I was. Yeah. And that's why I really identify with this letter a lot. And I mean, I I don't have like, I mean, 
I feel like being gay and hiding it from your parents is like something that is inbred in all homosexual people from a young age, unfortunately. And hopefully we are like trying to overcome that. Um, and I think that it seeps into other parts of our lives. And I mean, that was a big part. Of course, you know, my family knows nothing of, of, of that part of my life either. But it stems from somewhere. And it's a hard thing to stop. Faking, I, I did the same thing with my family for a long time, uh, especially, I, I mean, there's it's a very, very, very close member or very close people to me, like my cousin, uh, who was, you know, my best friend, you know, for, for goddamn just forever. He didn't know until just a few years ago about my mental health stuff at all. I never told him about it. I always put up a front every time I was around him. Uh, and he was, we were living in the same city when I was going through all my worst shit. We were both in Lubbock and he didn't know about any of it. He's like, I think I mentioned something where I was back home. It's like, Oh fuck, I forgot to take my pill. Uh, and he's like, your pill, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I've been on medication for bipolar disorder for like five years now. And he goes, wait, you're not bipolar. And I was kind of astounded. I was a little bit, I was a little bit taken aback where it was like, fuck, I faked it that well with you. Like I kept my shit together that well. I was doing it without even knowing I was doing it. You know, that it was just something that I automatically did around family members. And I did it around my parents a lot, too. I also did it around my brothers, um, where my my brother, um, both of my brothers listen to this show. Uh, and uh, my brother, Charlie, like he actually like he's told me he was like, I never knew you went through all that shit. Like the stuff that I talk about on here. He's like, I, I had no idea you were going through any of it. Uh, and it was just because I was doing it automatically. Like I'm sure, you know, fucking Poppycock was uh, Poppycock was going through it automatically as well. Uh, that it's just something that you get used to. Uh, and you know, and I can't say that you know I I came clean uh, with them about a lot of this stuff. I came clean with my parents uh, before um, I came clean with you know my brothers and all of that. Uh, I came. I actually did come clean with my parents at one point about my you know drug use uh up here like my intense you know a lot of coke a lot of ecstasy stuff like that like i did actually come clean with my dad uh where i was like yeah i've been having a pretty fucking hard time for the last couple years but i also didn't tell them until i was out of it right. i didn't i didn't tell them while I, while i was in it i didn't say jack shit to them uh i didn't say a single fucking word like and when they called me up and asked me how i was doing i was like i'm going i'm great I'm doing awesome, you know, even though I was, you know, in a pretty bad depression uh, and a pretty bad manic uh, depressive phase because my medication was still too low. I was still getting used to like how much I needed to actually take my first few years here uh, and which also led to the drug problems. But I didn't say anything to them while I was doing while I was going through it uh, because I didn't want to worry them. You know, I didn't want to feel like I was any sort of a burden. Uh, and I think that's something that a lot of people with uh, mental health issues go through is that you don't want to feel like a burden to those around you. Uh, and that's 
bullshit. That's not right. That's not the way that you should be. The people closest to you, they want you to feel good. They want you to actually feel good. A lot of times they can tell if there's something going on with you. They can tell like there's something a little weird. Like there's something a little something a little up and they'll talk to each other about it. You know, they'll say like, "Hey, do you think there's, you know, like something up about Marcus right now?" And they're like, "Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I get it. he'll figure it out." Cuz a lot of times people don't ask you about it, not because they don't care. It's not because they don't care. It's because it's hard to bring up. It's really hard to bring up to somebody that you think something might be going on with them, but it's also really easy for you to deflect it uh, and say, like, I'm just really tired. Because that's the stock excuse for anything like that. I'm just really tired, you know, like I just haven't been sleeping much lately, and, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm just tired. Don't worry about me. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, But... I mean, and it's not to say that you have to to gush about it and talk about it constantly or anything like that, but, you know, it definitely is. If you're feeling like shit, it definitely is worth talking to somebody and saying, like, hey, I'm kind of having a hard time right now. Do you think we could talk about this? Like, do you, I, need, I just need someone to talk to right now about all of this shit, and I would appreciate it if you would be that person. And that's, I mean, it's like, it took... It took me a long time to find even just a close friend, who was Marcus, that I was able to open up about that kind of thing. Because when you're, I feel like it is intrinsic in human nature to lie about how you're feeling. Yes. And I, and it's, it's a self-preservation. Well, I, I, I think it's intrinsic in American specifically. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I think it's a very American thing and also very British thing as well. Uh, some people actually, somebody, um, I was reading about this thing the other day. I think it was like the Germans that they found it really bizarre how Americans say, how are you as a greeting and not expect any sort of honest answer. Like, yeah, it's like, I do it every day. It's like, I come in here to the Creek every day and I'd say like, Hey, how's it going? And they'll say like, good. How are you? I was like, I'm doing great. And that's it. It means nothing. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Well, you, I mean, in our society, though, you're acknowledging their presence. Yeah. I mean, it's th- that's what it is for us. It has nothing to do with actual feelings, mm-hmm. because who's got the time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's the worst part is like, I think that's also a part of it is that it's like, I don't want to bother you with what's going on with me. Yeah. And, and I think that that is something that you fall into and that since it's so hard to get out of, you just continue it and you continue it and you continue it in every facet of your life and even like especially unknowingly. Yeah. And it takes time when it's like right now Poppycock is going through a time of stress and you, you know, you're worried about your boyfriend leaving you, you're worried about other things and that's when it starts to rear its ugly head and you're just, I feel like for me personally, it comes in as you've been lying, everybody. Yeah. You're a liar. It's like, you know why you're going through all this shit? Because you're a liar. Because no one knows who you really are. And that's what goes on in my head. It's another reason to feel bad about yourself. Yes. It's just an easy, but the problem, but also everybody does it. Yeah. In some fashion, everyone does it. And as far as, as far as not knowing who you are at all, like, just remember that one thing that helped me uh, is to 
realize and, and remember that we are all works in progress. Uh, there is, yes, we all do have some sort of core to us, but we are all also constant works in progress. We are constantly changing. You change more in certain times of your Especially life. Especially Poppycock you is others. pretty young. Yeah. I mean, it's like that is, that is the time. Unfortunately, yeah. it's like it sucks to say, but it's like that's the time when you most are, you're going through such a tumultuous period in your life. It's such a huge change in all of your early 20s that it's just easier to lie about it. Yeah. But also, I, I think that like a huge thing that got me through a lot of things is that for a long time, when I would lie about something big, I would write down the truth huh. so that I knew what the truth was because it's scary how your mind works, I think, over especially over the years, where it's like I use it as a coping mechanism for my anger so that I could pretend like things didn't happen and that I didn't actually act that way, and I wasn't that person. So on the outside that I, I'm saying, no, 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 no I, th this is who I am, I'm, I'm fun, I'm, I'm just a little, you know, quirky. But when I would write it out, what actually happened, and I'd read it, and actually I got this from, from a middle school counselor. Um, and when you look and see what you actually did, and it sets in your brain, and it does make you want to make a change in yourself mm -hmm. to know what you did no one else reads it and that was it's like i know i say write shit down a lot but like that was like the huge years of me burning it yeah i would write it i'd read it i'd think about it think about what part of me was that and then i'd burn it yeah so that i knew what the truth was yeah. And that's also, I think, a big part of how I got to know who I was. And then I dealt with it in the long run. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things to do as far as writing down uh, and trying to figure out who you are is ask yourself questions. Like, just say, like, uh, as far as, like, being introspective and trying to get to the core of who you are is ask yourself questions. What do I think about this? What do I think about that? Uh, and it doesn't have to be any gigantic, huge, broad questions. It can just be very specific things. Like, instead of asking, uh, do I believe in God? What do I believe in? What is my uh, overall view of the universe Ask yourself something much smaller, like something much smaller, like, you know, how did, uh, you know, how did, how did humans discover art? Some small thing, like, what do I think about that? Where do I think, where do I think art comes from in the human brain? And explore that, explore it like through your opinions and through your beliefs. I mean, that is what makes up a person, their opinions, their beliefs, uh, the things that they hold dear to themselves. Try to figure those things out. And once you figure those things out, then you can cobble together who you are because that's what we are. We're all cobbled together. We're just a, it's like you take a big fucking, what we are is we're huge balls of clay that are all different colors. And some of them are fucked up and some of them, they got hair on them and they got fucking all and it's been dropped on the floor a couple of times and it's kind of ugly and some of it's mixed together and some of it's brown and shitty but that's who we are some of it's really fucking pretty some of it's really gorgeous some sometimes of it, it's marble yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes it's marble and sometimes you can really like you can figure out like really cool patterns in that big fucking glob of clay but that is who we are 
we're all put together from a bunch of different fucking things. Uh, so don't worry about trying to find some sort of defining sentence, sentence for who you are. Like, I am blank. I can't fucking do that. Jackie can't do that. Nobody can. Nobody. And, and, and if like, they can, they're lying to themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. If they can, they are lying to themselves. Uh, and they're also not taking into account at w- what they could be. If you're trying to pigeonhole yourself like I am blank, then you're not going to change from that. You're not going to be any different from that. You're defining yourself in a very narrow way, and it doesn't take into account the whole of human experience. It doesn't take into account everything that has happened to you or might happen to you in the future. You don't need to distill yourself into anything. And the fact that I can't define myself, I'm completely okay with that. I am 100% fine with that because I've accepted that I am a jumble. I'm ki- it's kind of chaotic. It's a bit of a mess, but it's an ordered mess. And you know what, Jackie? God bless this mess. God bless <laughs> this mess. <laughs> oh, fucking God bless this mess. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm man. not going to apologize for that one No, at all. you shouldn't. You know, it's like I'm living La Vida Jackie. But, you know, today... I'm not so happy about the Vita Jackie, but you know what? I'm still living it. Hey, man, just try being fresh out of Hex. <laughs> <laughs> like I give a heck. Yeah, you, you're fresh out of him. You fucking can't give a heck. You can't even give me a heck, Marcus. <laughs> fresh out. <laughs> you're fresh. We needed a little laugh. Yeah, you know? we did. We did. I guess that's it for today's Sex and Other Human Activities. Uh, we hope you help. We uh, I hope we helped you out, uh, Pop. Peacock. Uh, I, I know we were kind of fucking bouncing around with a lot of shit today, but you know, we got a bunch of shit going on in our lives. and it's, We got weird heads today. We got weird heads today. And every once in a while, we're going to have a weird head. There's been, I mean, we've done, you know what, me and you, we've done almost 100 episodes of this Damn. show together. Yeah, we're, you know, we've been going since uh, episode 50. We're like, this is 136. Hell yeah, uh, man. So we've been, we've done quite a few, sir. So yeah. You guys know what a weird head show is all about. Yeah, we got pinball time. Yeah. You know? it's ding, Fuck yeah. Ding dong ding. It's ding dong ding. <laughs> Fresh on a hex. My name is... Living La Vida Jack. <laughs> My name is Jackie Zabrowski. I'm Marcus Parks, and if you got any questions... Uh, for us, or if you want to comment on anything we said today, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com is the address, and we'll uh, talk to y'all next week. Yeah, let's make some fucking noise, you fuckers. <laughs> I don't believe you. Uh, let's make some noise! Yeah! yeah! <laughs> That's better. Thank you. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. <laughs>